Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's July 17th. 1917, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. When the Austrian-born British aristocrat Louis of Battenberg was forced to anglicise his family name to Mountbatten at the height of World War I, he wryly wrote in his son's guestbook, Arrived Prince Hyde, Departed Lord Jekyll. But he was not the only royal affected by the wave of anti-German sentiment, for it was today in history in 1917 that George V announced the end of the House of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, rebranding the British royal family the House of Windsor. Yeah, so the proclamation that he released declared, Now therefore we, out of our royal will and authority, do hereby declare and announce that as from the date of this our royal proclamation, our house and family shall be styled and known as the house of the family of Windsor. And this was radical for a few reasons, because before 1917, members of the royal family had absolutely no surname, only the name of the house or the dynasty to which they belonged. And the name names of dynasties tended to change when the line of succession was taken by a rival faction within the family or when succession passed to a different family branch through women. But what he was saying was not only is the house called something different, but also Windsor is our surname. Yes. So why was this being changed at this point in history? Um, Because, you know, for decades, it wasn't just kind of known, but actually an advantage in PR terms that um, all of the European royal families essentially were German. The Victoria and Albert's grandchildren and great-grandchildren had gone on to occupy palaces in pretty much every country. Greece, Norway, Denmark, Russia, Sweden, Romania, Yugoslavia, Spain and Germany, of course. And that wasn't a problem. In fact, Bismarck talked about the Coburgs as, quote, the stud farm of Europe. So it was known (laughs) that the royal family were basically all German. But here we are in World War I. And it Mm. is an inconvenient fact, number one, that the German enemy is related directly to the British king. Kaiser Wilhelm II was the cousin of King George V. That was bad. But what really killed it for them was just a coincidence, actually, which was that there was a name of a German warplane which shared their surname, or what some people thought was their surname, Gotha. Yeah, just four days before this proclamation was made, 18 children had been killed at Upper North Street School in Poplar in a raid by a Gotha bomber. Of course, yeah, it was a complete coincidence. It was the name of the manufacturer, which was in turn named after the city, and that city happened to be in the province that the family was named after. So there was no actual literal connection. But obviously, you know, not great PR. And then 
Something else that happened this, earlier the same year was the Russian Revolution in March 1917 and the overthrow of the Tsar and Tsarina. They would be executed 10 days after this day in history. So at this point, they were still just prisoners. But the anti-royal fervor in Russia had been stoked by a propaganda campaign that denounced Tsarina Alexandra, who was German-born and a granddaughter of Queen Victoria, denouncing her as a German agent who was actively undermining the country. And although Britain's queen, Queen Mary, had been born and raised in Britain, her parents were Austrian and German royalty who belonged to the German House of text. So that wasn't a great omen either. And apparently George V is said to have turned visibly pale when he was informed that there were a small but vocal minority in Britain who were suggesting that the war was dragging on for so long because the heads of state were too attached to their German roots. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, even aside from that connection and even despite the weirdness of this bomber coming along and dropping bombs on British people from the surname of their monarch, already, you know, British propaganda was well and truly underway and both kind of official and unofficial versions of it were busy constructing Germans as the brutes and also economic rivals in particular of Britain itself. So after the German invasion of Belgium, newspapers carried headlines like no compromise with a race of savages. You know, there was serious Germanophobia that was manifesting in riots against Germans, as well as the more cultural types of discrimination. For example, the Albert Hall tried to ban all German music. That'll stop them. Um, but that, that even that became unsustainable because of the impact on the classical repertoire. And basically, people still wanted mm. to hear German music, even though they were, <laughs> you know, now at war with German people. There was even a report, weirdly, that a dashend had been stoned by some people in the street just because there was this whipped up anti-German frenzy. And so that or was, was the it issue a spy? So that was the issue for the sitting royals, wasn't it? And of course, there's plenty of options from history to mine for a potential new name. But also, British royal history has been fairly tumultuous, which made it difficult to find a name that didn't have some undesirable association. They were like, Plantagenet. Uh, I don't know. York. Well, in the end, uh, George V turned to his private secretary, Arthur Big, then Lord Stamfordham. And it was Stamfordham that was struck by inspiration while working at Windsor Castle and outlined his proposal in a letter to the Prime Minister. He said, I hope we may have finally discovered a name which will appeal to you, and that is that Queen Victoria will be regarded as having founded the House of Windsor. He was like, look, this has no negative associations. People only think of it as a place that's associated with the monarchy not least because it was associated with the British monarchy for so long and consequently he just felt really confident and do you know what, it got waved through. And while it wasn't one of the famous royal houses, that actually was a plus because it wasn't tainted with any historical villains or bloody uprisings. And so this was a kind of stroke of inspiration, as it turned out, I think, for Arthur Big. You know, he's not a name that's known to the general public, is he? But this is obviously the man that came up with the idea of calling the royal family Windsor. And sidebar on him, Lord Stamfordham, as he came to be known, he was also the guy who introduced George VI to Lionel Logue, the speech therapist, story Mm. of the King's Speech. Um, And he was the chap who officially granted the king's permission to call Bogner Regis Bogner Regis. 
It had been known as Bogner. Uh, that yeah. wasn't such a win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you led with the big one. He's like the Forrest Gump of the British royal family. Yeah. But upon hearing that his cousin had changed the name of the British royal house to Windsor uh, and in reference to Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor, the German emperor, Wilhelm, remarked apparently that he was planning that night to go see The Merry Wives of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. <laughs> so... <laughs> Classic comedy from the Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 he laughed as he bombed another well, school in the East End. I mean, the, the declaration was very explicit in its anti-German motivation, so you can see why it may not have gone down well with the Kaiser. You know, the, the house rebranding was part of it, but also the second part of the proclamation outlined that the family intended to, quote, relinquish and discontinue the use of all German titles and dignities, such as their historical status. You know, they were Prince and Princess of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, the Duke and Duchess of Saxony, and it was just part of this wider anti-German language formed during World War One. You know, you mentioned Dachshunds earlier, but this was the time when German shepherds were being moderately successfully rebranded as Alsatians by the UK mm. and US kennel clubs. And I think King George had this sense that there was a lot of kind of um, making up to do to the British public because he did like all of these other minor PR manoeuvres, including in order to demonstrate further solidarity with the British war effort, he made several visits to survey the troops at the Western Front. Uh, actually, on one visit to France in 1915, he fell off a horse and broke his pelvis, which was an injury that then plagued him for the rest of his life. And in 1917, he made the what must have been both a very difficult but also controversial decision to deny asylum in Britain to another one of his cousins, Tsar Nicholas II mm. of Russia and his family after uh, Nicholas abdicated during the Russian Revolution. So that must have been personally quite difficult for him to make that call. But it was his instincts that, that created that template for mm. then George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, in a really important way in the Second World War. So it was George V that turned the gardens of Buckingham Palace over to cabbages for example, which obviously wouldn't have been a huge boost to the war effort, but in propaganda terms is exactly the kind of thing that then his son went on to do in the Second World War in a really important way for the East End. We're standing with you. Yeah, and what was going on in the royal family was really a microcosm of what was going on across Britain and the Commonwealth and even into the US later on in the war, where hundreds of place names were changed from their German roots. Lots of towns that had been called Berlin were rebranded with more patriotic names, like Berlin, Ontario became Kitchener. And actually in Australia, Berliners, the jam donuts famously accidentally referenced by JFK in his Ichby 9 Berliner speech, they were then sold as Kitchener buns. You know, this was going on everywhere. I think you, you may have heard some of them, you know, the US was very into this in particular, probably because they had that big German immigrant population. Farmers and retailers petitioned the Federal Food Administration to rename sauerkraut Liberty Cabbage to combat a 75% decline in sales after the US entered the war. Sauerkraut is the perfect name for that product. <laughs> there was an option as well for the royals at this point, which I, I think looking back on it, it's good they didn't go for. Uh, which was not to call themselves Windsor, but to actually use their real German name that people didn't really know was German, which was Whipper, or possibly it was Wettin. Uh, at the time, people weren't sure. Um, not names to win a war, I don't think. <laughs> since then, it's been confirmed that it would have been Wettin uh, if they'd gone back far enough, but they were, they were seen to be unsuitably comic to the royal <laughs> <family>. Definitely true. <laughs> Tomorrow. I don't understand the funny signs on his blackboard, but when he holds my hand, he takes me to the stars. 
Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.